the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Here to preach the good news, heal the brokenhearted, set captives free, and bring restoration to our community, this is Isaiah 61. From Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, here's Pastor Solomon. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Solomon Aquaka from Superior Lord Church. We are at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis, Minnesota 55411. And it's always a privilege coming to you um, and uh, being able to speak and um, bring a refreshing word of God to you. I trust that God is blessing. Let's share a word of prayer as we go into this. Father, enlighten our thoughts. Give us um, the the grace to understand, to reflect, O oh God, upon your word and to embrace the truth that you have um, in your word, whether it's hidden or not. Thank you for exposing. Thank you for giving us insight. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So last week we started talking about festivals of the Lord and we referenced the fact that the festivals talk about uh, Christ himself, right? So we are prophetically proclaiming Christ in um, the festivals. And so um, we had the spring festivals and then we had the fall festivals. The spring festivals were basically uh, reflecting, you know, Jesus' first coming, what he did to bring us back to God. Now, the fall festivals are still are still unfulfilled because they'll be fulfilled during the second coming of Jesus Christ, All right? And um, so Colossians 2.17 um, says that these are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ, Colossians 2.17. So everything that we talk about is centered on Christ. It's not centered on any traditions. It's not centered on any um, teaching, but it's centered on Christ. And these have been made manifest to us in the scriptures, right? So the fall festivals are the the trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the tabernacles, right? So the festival of the trumpets, it's Rosh Hashanah, Rosh Hashanah, and then the Day of Atonement is Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur, and then um, the tabernacles, as we uh, refer to it, is the Sukkot, the Sukkot. Um, So, when when we talk about trumpets, right, uh, you can reference Numbers twenty nine one to six. Uh, we you you hear about the shofar and the shofar. The other place we hear about uh, the trumpet sounding is at the rapture, right, which coincides with the second coming of Christ. We will meet him in the air. We'll meet him in the air. So when we um, celebrate the festival, the festival of the trumpets. We are actually saying that, oh, even so, come Lord Jesus. Even so, come Lord Jesus. First Thessalonians uh, 4, verse 13 to 18. First Thessalonians 4, 
13 to 18 talks about the the rapture right that we shall not all sleep but in a moment in a twinkling of an eye we shall um, go be caught up to meet him in the air what what an amazing phenomenal story it is that we are proclaiming the second coming of Yeshua, the Messiah. We are saying that even so come Lord Jesus um, when we celebrate the, 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 the Rosh Hashanah, when we celebrate the Feast of the Trumpets or the Festival of the Trumpets. So those words can be used interchangeably. All right. Um, so when we go to First Thessalonians 4, I'm going to read it for this is the will of God that you should be consecrated, separated and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice, that each of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration, purity, separated from other things profane and honor not to be used in the passion of lust like the heathen who are ignorant of the true God and who have no knowledge of his will, that no man transgress and overreach his brother and defraud him in this matter or defraud his brother in business. For the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we have already warned you solemnly and told you plainly. For the Lord has not called us to impurity, but to consecration to dedicate ourselves to the most thorough purity. Now let's jump to verse 13. Now also we would not have you ignorant, brethren, about those who fall asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them, as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him through Jesus, those who have fallen asleep in death. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself would descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, with the shout of an archangel, and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And those that have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so always through the eternity of eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. See, God is coming for his bride without spot or wrinkles. And so the earlier verses of First Thessalonians 4 is talking about purity and how we prepare for Christ and keep ourselves separate. So in our business dealings, in in our interactions, we got to be separate. We got to be different. We got to be different. 
right? So Christ himself, right? Christ himself is coming and he is going to um, shout with a loud cry of summons with the, verse 16, with a shout of an archangel and with a blast of a trumpet of God, the trumpet of God. God instructed the Israelites to blow the trumpet, the shofar, right? It's an announcement. It's it's basically when there's an installation or some celebration that keeps hap that is about to happen, we see that at play. All right. The second um the second festival um is the Rosh Hashanah is Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur. All right. Um, and with Yom Kippur is a day of atonement. Is the day of what? Atonement. Um, Yom Kippur is basically the holiest day in the Jewish tradition. Right? It coincides with repentance. So uh, gen- generally, when when you when you come to the day of atonement or on the day of, of atonement, we are what very close with God and nothing unclean shall stand in in the in 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 God's way or in front of God right so so basically it talks about holiness all right there there is there there are two types of atonement um as we know and there's the vicarious atonement and there's the punitive atonement um and we we can go into that um, in the coming weeks and talk and dive deeper into um, these uh, different types of atonement. But I just want to give you the overview, right? Um, we have the two goats and the lottery as part of the Day of Atonement, the sin offering um, that is done for the high priest um, and and so on and so forth. So we go and we, we realize that goats were used um, goats were used as um, you know basically a representation of rebellion and and so uh, goats and sheep uh, are very symbolic when it comes to uh, the things of God so God throughout history has used symbols um, or be, certain things have been symbolic right so when you see the dove when you talk about the eagle god associates himself with certain um animals um he talks about he being the lion of the tribe of judah and so on and so forth so uh, basically you you also have to understand that goats are used in this context okay as rebellion as um, as symbols of rebellion all right um so you you do the rosh hashanah which is a feast of the trumpets and then Yom Kippur is a day of atonement, the holiest day, the holiest day, right? Because everything is, that's the second coming of Christ, which Christ is meeting his bride with no spot or wrinkle, right? So he's going to separate the sheep from the goat at that point. He's going to separate what the sheep from the goat. Right, so you can either identify with Barabbas or Yeshua. You can identify with 
you know, someone else uh, or Yeshua. And so you, you look at even the, the analogy here where Jesus is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And Barabbas was actually freed to go. And Jesus took the burden. Now, Barabbas is symbolic of the goat. When you when you look into um, the tradition and how um, the goat, the scapegoat was was let go, was set free, and so these were all prophetic things that were occurring in the New Testament, even with Jesus's presence. And it's very enlightening for us to to realize that all these things were key and symbolic of what was to come even in the old testament so jesus never came to do away with these things even jesus observed the festival paul observed the festivals now jesus was found you know going back or or or, or making certain that he honored the festivals during his time and he never condemned those festivals he never condemned the festivals. He condemned those that used the festival as a launch pad to condemn others. He he did. Now the third the third is the Sukkot. The third is Sukkot. The third festival that is still um, relevant in our day is Sukkot, and the the feast of Sukkot base, basically. Um, is is God instructing His people to build sukkah? It's a it's a structure that is just made from it's a wooden structure with with you know branches and leaves you know covering it, and and God made that uh, declaration from the beginning that He wanted to be with His people. He wanted to be with His people. He he loves to dwell with his people, but during Sukkot, he wants us to recognize that it is him who provides for us, and so we leave our comfort zone. We live, we leave our comfort zone, and now we we depend on him. We depend on him. This is also a reflection of the millennium that is to come, that we shall reign with Christ, that we shall dwell with Christ, that we shall be with him in the heavens. We shall be with him in the third heaven because that's his dwelling place. God desires to dwell with us. God desires to dwell with us. Right? Um, now, John... 8, eight twelve John eight twelve. I'm gonna turn to that scripture real quick. John chapter eight verse twelve. And it says that once more Jesus addressed the crowd, he said, I'm the light of the world, he who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light of which is life. 
we'll be right back with Isaiah 61 as we dive a little bit um, deeper and then we bring this session to a close. Thank you for listening to us. This is Pastor Solomon from Spirit of the Lord Church. We are 1001 Penn Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55411. Worship with us Sundays at 10.30 a.m. And God is going to show up and show out for you. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Important business. To quote Dr. J. Vernon McGee, our business is to get the Word of God out so that He will have something to work with in the hearts of men and women of every language. This is Steve Schwetz for Through the Bible Radio, inviting you to join us for Dr. McGee's studies through the Word of God. And you'll learn about our ministry around the world in over a hundred languages and dialects. Listen to Through the Bible with J. Vernon McGee, weekday mornings at 6 on AM 980, The Mission. All right, welcome back to Isaiah 61. This is Pastor Salmon from Spirit of the Lord Church. And we are at 1001 Penn Avenue North, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Join us for fellowship, a time of refreshing word and um, worship with us at 10.30 a.m. on Sundays. And we have an awesome fellowship during our Bible study where we, we go biblical. We, we fellowship, we share meal, and then we dive into the word of truth. Um, Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. also at 1001 Penn Avenue North. God bless you. God bless you. Now, before the break, we read about Jesus telling the people around him that he's the light of the world. Now, what context? What was the context? Yeah, it it says that when we go to John 8, 1, it says that by Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Early in the morning at dawn, he came back into the temple court. And the people came to him in crowds. He sat down and was teaching them. When the scribes and Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery, they made her stand in the middle of the court and put the case before him. Teacher, they said, this woman has has been caught in the very act of adultery. Now, Moses in the law commanded us that such women offenders shall be stoned to death. But what do you say? to do with her what is your sentence this they said to try test him hoping they might find a charge only to accuse him but jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger however when they persisted with their question he raised himself up and said let him who is without sin among you be the first to throw a stone at her he bent down and went on writing on the ground with his finger and they listened to him, and then they began going out, conscience-stricken, one by one, from the oldest down to the last of them, till Jesus was left alone with a woman standing there before him in the center of the court. When Jesus raised himself up, he said to her, Woman, where are your accusers? 
Has no man condemned you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go on your way, and from now on, sin no more. Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd that he, that crowd, he said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not be walking in the dark, but will have the light which is life. Whereupon the Pharisees told him, you are testifying on your own behalf. Your testimony is not valid and worthless. So we see that um, Jesus was talking about um, this during the festival. He was, he was talking about this during the festival, right? And then when we go back a chapter, we go to John chapter 7, verses 37. Turn with me there. It says, Now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. <laughs> he who believes in me, who cleaves to and trusts in and relies on me, as the scriptures have said, from his innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living waters. He was, but he was speaking here of the spirit whom he, whom those who believed, trusted, had faith in him were afterward to receive for the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now we read on the final and most important day of the feast. So Jesus was a celebrant. Jesus celebrated the feast. Jesus celebrated the feast. And there are many, many um, many, many references to Jesus being a part of the celebration because what it did was it spoke of himself. He was prophetically prophesying and, 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 and that was just incredible for us to, 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 to get to the realization that the Savior, the Master, the one for, through whom all things were made and for whom all things were made, stood on the last day of the of the mo of the last and most important day right most important day of the feast Jesus make this declaration this declaration is going to mark the beginning of his reign the millennial reign you can reference Revelations 21 to 6 and also read through Revelations 21 1 to 27. The reign of Christ is coming. And we remember the rapture, his second coming. We've been united with Christ and now we're reigning with Christ. So it's a, it's a pattern. That's why the first scripture we read last week, Hebrews 8 5, God told Moses to set up the tent following the pattern that he, God, had created. And God is a God of patterns. God is a God of patterns. We see patterns. We see shadows of Christ. We see um, elements and, and, and aspects of, of, of people we read about in the scriptures who were foreshadows of Christ because there were patterns of their lives that we can cut and paste into Jesus' life. 
And all those things are prophetic. And God just delights in ensuring that we keep his days and his feasts, you know, in remembrance and holy. And he said that, do uh, do this as often as you do. And it was referring to the communion. As we remember his death, burial, and resurrection, we do this in remembrance of him. So everything that we do as believers should point to Christ. If anything we do does not point or reveal Christ, we are in error and we have some misgivings and misguidances. And God would not share his glory with anyone. God will not share his glory with anyone. I pray that you will walk in God's light. You shall walk in his grace and see him manifest in your life every day as you seek to fulfill his plan for your life and take note of the patterns that he's created for your life and know that he's still working to bring fulfillment. God bless you and we'll see you next week. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.